most of us think that the world would be a much better place if other people changed their behaviour. We might wish that others would treat people more kindly, give more to charity, or be more informed as voters. Yet we often neglect to recognise how important our own behaviour is in bringing about these changes. Hi folks, I'm Luke, the Executive Director of Giving What We Can, a community of people committed to maximising their charitable impact. In this video, we're talking about social change and the role that each of us plays in building the world that we want. Humans are incredibly social animals. We do what we see others doing. And not only is this backed up by a lot of scientific evidence, we even have many familiar aphorisms that reflect this truth. For example, change happens one person at a time. If not me, then who? If not now, then when? And be the change that you want to see in the world. Some find these adages inspiring, and others might find them cheesy. And personally, I think it's important to reflect on them, let them sink in, and deeply internalise. They point to a simple truth that is essential to making the world better. Our behaviour influences what other people do. What we do matters, not just because of direct outcomes, but also because of how it influences other people. In psychology and sociology, this idea has been formalised by the phenomena of social proof and social norms. The term social proof was coined by psychologist Robert Cialdini in his 1984 book, Influence. Social proof is the idea that people copy the behaviour of others. People are more likely to do things if they see others doing it also. Have you ever wondered why so many websites feature testimonials and brands share their celebrity endorsements? It's because they know the power of social proof. They use the signals of social proof because it influences our behaviour. One of my favourite videos about how social proof relates to social change is the first follower video popularised by Derek Silver's TED Talk. The video shows a single man dancing out in a field all on his own. He dances for a while, but still no one has joined him. At first, he's a bit of a spectacle, a curiosity that someone is probably filming because they think it's funny. But then, he's joined by his first follower. The first follower makes it easier and less socially awkward for a third person to join in and dance. And as the saying goes, three's a party. Before you know it, they've escalated into a full-blown dance party. The person behind the camera is no longer filming a weird guy dancing out on his own, but a crowd of people commuting over one of humanity's oldest rituals. This demonstrates the incredible power of being an early adopter who's willing to take risks. By taking a stand, you're de-risking and normalizing the path forward for others. Notice that as more people join in, it's less risky. So those that were sitting on the fence before now have no reason not to. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, but they will be part of the in-crowd if they hurry. Social Norms Theory takes the idea of social proof a step further, into the territory of what is considered normal or acceptable behaviour within our social groups or society at large. It's what we think is expected of us. It's what a good person within the community is expected to do. This representation is shaped by what we believe most people are doing or thinking. My favourite book on social change is How Change Happens by Cass Sunstein. Sunstein focuses on the crucial role of social norms and how nudging people in one direction can result in a social cascade. Creating social cascades requires us to take a risk. Publicly revealing our preferences can be scary and occasionally costly. However, these fears are often overblown. The personal consequences are rarely as negative as we might expect, and more often than not, they're quite positive. You could be seen as a pioneer. The Giving What We Can community is an excellent example of people using these ideas to create positive change in the world. 
Giving What We Can members make public commitments to donate a portion of their incomes to the most effective charities. Many people can make an extraordinary impact in the world by donating to effective charities, but why go further and make a public pledge? The theory is that if we want other people to value compassion for others and a commitment to impact, then we can speed up the process by taking the first step ourselves and doing it publicly. Remember here that other people aren't just individuals acting on their own. Individual people are also a part of our governments, companies, and nonprofits. The world is made up of individual people who respond to social norms. What we do and say really matters and has flow on effects to those around us and to the rest of the world. If we publicly value things like compassion and critical thinking, then we'll be more likely to see better policies, products, and programs that cater to those values. Three big barriers to any kind of change are often awareness, are people aware of the thing? Aspiration, do they want to do the thing? And accessibility, are they able to do the thing? Social proof is one of the most significant factors in both awareness and aspiration by helping people know about something and helping them to want to do it for themselves. It even plays a role in accessibility because once something is normalized, it can often be made more accessible. In this 80,000 hours interview, Cass Sunstein gives a great example. In Saudi Arabia, there's a custom that wives don't work unless husbands say it's okay. The overwhelming majority of young Saudi men think it's fine if their wives work. It's also the case that Saudi men overwhelmingly believe that other Saudi men think it's unacceptable if their wives work. There's an opportunity there. So in the relevant research, the experimenters told young Saudi men that actually guys like you think it's fine if wives are working outside of the home. Guess what happened? As a result, the number of Saudi women applying for jobs in the relevant group increased dramatically four months later. You've probably noticed a phenomenon playing out in the real world where social norms can feel like they change quite rapidly. First, a small number of people support an idea or byproduct, and then it seems to simmer for a while during which you almost entirely forget about it. Until one day, it suddenly feels like it's ubiquitous, it's everywhere. For all the years that I worked in startups, the innovation adoption lifecycle was always front of mind. Getting your user base beyond just a few early innovators to the group of early adopters was key. Then if you kept up your momentum, you'd be well on your way to the majority. Suppose you're someone who gets in at the innovator stage of the adoption lifecycle. In that case, you'll feel like it's taking forever. You'll feel like you've been shouting at everyone with no success and you'll start to think that it'll never take off. But then something happens, and before you know it, it's a success. It didn't happen as fast as you initially thought or hoped, but it happened much quicker than you were starting to worry. And for those who just got on board, it would feel like it came from nowhere. This pattern has played out in many social changes, from same-sex marriage to gender equality and more. First opinions start to change, then the change speeds up. It might linger around a divisive center until a new majority forms around a new consensus. The pace of change then slows again. Some of the laggards reluctantly come on board to the new view and some never make it. This pattern is called an S-curve, or more properly, a sigmoid. The reality is that we're all active agents in the world. We can all nudge the world towards the world that we want or sit back and be nudged. The trap for those who get in early is to get tired. 
Don't ever forget that social change is a marathon. Something that seems old to you is just reaching the point of acceptability for the masses. This is the time when endurance is most needed. Advocacy is a way that we can all multiply our impact. For every person that follows our lead, we are multiplying our impact and making it easier for the next person. Now it's over to you. What change do you want to see in the world? And more importantly, what are you going to do about it? I hope this video has inspired you to do some good in the world. Please let me know in the comments what you thought about the ideas discussed and suggest any future topics you like covered. If you liked the video, please give it a thumbs up and share it with others. To learn more about effective giving, please subscribe to our channel and click the bell icon. Follow us on social media and head over to givingwhatwecan.org where you can also join the Giving What We Can community of people committed to helping others effectively.